This morning, I've got up with the dawn. Morning, Mary. Morning, the dawn. To see the sun rise over the most westerly point in England, Land's End, the tip of this nation's most withered limb, Cornwall. Sunrises make famously good audio. And there we go. That was simply whelming, neither over nor under. I hope you're enjoying that as much as me. But I can't dawdle. This is pilchard country, and contrary to popular belief, they do not catch themselves. Hello, I'm Barry Patterson, and welcome to the Barry Patterson Tour of Britain. This is the show where I travel the height and width of the country, from the island of Wick to the tin mines of Wales, fingering the pulse of a nation on the brink of Brexit. I'll be asking the big questions. Where have we come from? Where are we going? Where are the nearest toilets? Who are we? Why are we? When are we? I'm Barry, Barry Patterson. Join me, follow me, Instagram me photos of your memories as we explore this historic land. It's the Barry Patterson Tour of Britain. MSM may have been replaced by Facebook and WhatsApp, but there's one MSM that's bigger than ever. Mechanically separated meat products are tasty, nutritious and eco-friendly. At Robertson's MSM, we grind the carcass left after the manual removal of meat from the bones of chicken, cattle, pork and turkey and force the slurry through a high-pressure sieve, giving all our MSM products that natural taste that people have unwittingly come to love. Robertson's MSM are proud to sponsor the Barry Patterson Tour of Britain podcast. I'm on the shore and I've managed to find myself a weighty rock. It's uh, it's a grey rock about 150 centimetres by 200 centimetres and I'm about to oh Oh dear. I'm about to engage in what the locals call pilchard pounding. It's an ancient technique and it's, it's changed remarkably little over the years. Like spearfishing methods of old, pilchard pounding is an intimate affair where man and beast come face to fish face. The idea is that if you wait long enough, the sea will separate a pilchard from its mate as the helpless thing washes up the beach. I strike, slamming down my stone on its head and battering it to death. What remains of the pilchard is then scrapes off the beach and the stone, and like a man, I feast. It's a time-consuming process that often entirely destroys the fish, but pilchard pounding earned Cornwall its reputation as the pilchard capital of the southwest. Modern methods of pilchard harvesting create, well, it can only be described as a, a distance between the fisherman and the justice that he must administer to marine life. By using nets and boats and not looking a single pilchard in the eye, 
most of today's Cornish pilchards die without being terrorised and therefore taste disgusting. Industry experts actually say that these modern fishing techniques have completely ruined the taste and are solely responsible for sending the Cornish pilchard industry into terminal decline. Ah, perfectly on cue. Here's a lonely looking pilchard and, bless him, he's gagging to be crushed. That's first class. Lovely. We found a pilchard scratch on their faces Into the rocks we leave no traces Just praise We found a pilchard smash to their bones Then into our bags take their carcasses home for tea I've come down the coast a little this afternoon to visit Bill a Charles. place drenched in spiritual energy. And, and it's an island that's been a place of pilgrimage for hundreds of years. A church, a castle, a home. It's of course St Michael's Mount, named after St Peter of Penzance, a shadow and legend. The mount is a tidal island sitting 500 metres out there into the bay, cut off from the mainland at high tide. Although linked at low tide by a causeway, Norman French for Pratt Road, the most common way to get across is to ditch your car in the sea and swim. About two to three thousand tourists each year die when washed out into the ocean as they make their desperate attempt to reach what has become the UK's most lethal National Trust team. I'm not an idiot, so I'm making my way across to the island this time on the back of a massive turtle called Colin. Colin was enslaved in 1954 when, to escape death duties, the then owner of the island, the third Baron St. Levin, hid the money that he owed under the turtle's shell and passed Colin and the island to the National Trust so that the government would never get its grubby hands on the cash. This is the 12th century Priory Church built single-handedly by St. Peter of Penzance in response to a cannabis-fueled vision he had of a massive pilchard being washed up in the bay below. St. Peter was a master builder and gas engineer and some of the work here is truly world-class. This 12th century radiator complete with bleed fowls is a real beauty. Very fine indeed. I'm looking up now and oh wow. St. Peter has carved beautiful fire detection and sprinkling systems into the ceiling. Oh, it's gorgeous. Adjoining the ancient priory 
is the toilet block. It's still very important to speak in hushed tones as those called to stool must be able to do so in peace. I feel like there's so much more to explore on this little island, but I'm bored off my face. Mummy, please could we have some mechanically degloved meat products for tea? <laughs> sure kids, that's why I always buy Robertson's MSM. Meat slurry is so much more nutritious than real meat. A recent study carried out on behalf of Robertson's MSM demonstrated that children raised on the meat from appetizing parts of animals were 1 to 100% more physically and mentally retarded at 10 years of age than those brought up on the tissues, bone marrow, skin, nerves and blood vessels extracted from the ground carcasses of the medically unidentifiable animals used by Robertson's. Give your kid the best start with Robertson's mechanically separated meat products. Robertson's MSM are proud to sponsor the Barry Patterson Tour of Britain podcast. On April the 23rd, 1967, Newquay locals were trying to make St George's Day bunting for their church fate, but Margaret forgot to bring the coloured pencils. After berating Margaret and chasing her out of town, Pat handed out normal pencils, and the black and white Cornish flag was born. Desperate to make up a convincing backstory to the catastrophic colouring failure, the churchgoers smashed on cream teas and ginsters pasties set to making up the rules of Cornish nationalism. Second homeowners ought to be hated and their range over tiresome. Oh. Rick Stein is the devil incarnate and his restaurants are to be burnt. Oh. Surfers are not proper sailors, they're too attractive and their floppy hair is a bit wanky. Oh. All biscuits bought from Dutch originals are cheap and therefore disgusting. Oh. From this day forth we should adopt an incomprehensible pirate-like accent to make us sound imbecilic and entirely undeployable outside this county. Oh. This evening, I'm just uh, off the Manor Road in, in Newquay, and I've come to the bus station. There are several buses here with destinations like Truro and Padstow, and even as far afield as Perrinbrook. The buses have numbers like 1, 5, 8A, 11, and they leave at times like 11, 15, 12, 05, 13, 03, 14, 16, 18, 21. And um, the view from the bus station is nice, because from here I can actually see into the back gardens of the houses on neighbouring Enna's Road. And then behind me here into the delivery drop-off area for Newquay's Cafe Nero. Some people I've spoken to this evening have described this bus station as, as a bit of a hidden gem. On the one hand, sure, it's just a bus station. On the other, it's not the most picturesque part of town. But, but on the third hand, it's a place of opportunity. A place where journeys start, stop or terminate. A place where people both get on and off the bus. These people aren't just bus passengers trying to get from Newquay to just outside Newquay. God, they're heroes. 
Adventurers, men and women on single return or family ticket quests where their voyage on the 8A interweaves convenient and reliable travel with metaphors about the very nature of existence. Uh, mate, could you quieten down, please? This is Newquay Bus Station, and I recommend you visit. Cornwall, the best of the rest. Top five. Number one. The Eden Project, Cornwall's largest leisure centre, only with no flumes. Two. McDonald's Restaurant, West Cornwall Shopping Park. Iconic burger and fries served by pot-marked teenagers. Three. The Seal Sanctuary. If maimed seal pups are your thing, you could do worse than get yourself down here to club a seal. Four, four, four. Lizard Point, the most southerly place in Britain. No lizards, no point. Five. The Boss Castle Museum of Witchcraft and Magic. The only magic here is how the old hags enchant 20 pounds from your wallet to see some old pots. You'll swear you've been cursed. People who eat exclusively pork for breakfast, lunch and tea have poor mental and physical health. But it can be hard to eat a varied diet. At Robertson's, our mechanically reclaimed meat products contain at least 5 to 17 different animals. Variety, as they say, is the spice, bone marrow, nerves and skin of life. Robertson's MSM are proud to sponsor the Barry Patterson Tour of Britain podcast. So as the sun sets here in Newquay and presumably elsewhere, I'm setting off to somewhere that is simultaneously, like many other places, but also beautifully unique. It's the Leicester Forest Eve service station on the M1 northbound. See you there.